How's everyone this morning? Yes, it's blessed to be in church, isn't it? Uh, we're going to get in the Word, so if you don't bring a Bible today and you need one, I just remembered to get the ushers to give you one if you want one. We have extra Bibles. You can borrow one of ours if you'd like one. And uh, as we look at the Word, then we can, you can put your eyes on it too. Amen? It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord, seeing one another. I'm encouraged. You guys encouraged? So if you were here Friday night, you'd be encouraged right now. <laughs> You may be encouraged already without even being here Friday night. The Lord's been helping us, amen? He's a good God, and we're expecting good things. Let's join faith together before we open the Word. Father God, we do thank You for Your Word. We honor Your Word. We receive it as You speaking to us, Lord. And we ask that today that it would not be ideas or my opinions, but it would be the very Word of God that would come through and that we would hear from you, Lord, and that we have open hearts to receive every good thing that you would say, that you would instruct, or that you would just show us your goodness through your word, Lord. And we ask for revelation, anointing, and utterance, and we thank you for every good thing that will happen today through your word, Lord. We're believing for manifestations of your Holy Spirit in our life and in our church, and we thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, open your Bibles to Jeremiah 29. We're going to talk about something. We'll see how we'll see what direction it goes. But you know, I was I was looking at uh, following God's plan, and you know, some of it, a lot of it, had to do with what Rick was talking about, uh, trusting Him, because we're not going to follow His plan if we're not trusting Him. And and sometimes our trust is is, is deterred. And God's plan is never deterred. You guys ever notice that? He doesn't deviate from problems. Obstacles don't move Him. He moves obstacles. Amen? And so, you know, like with us, really it's not obstacles. More often it's attitude. <laughs> you know, like with me, for instance, say, say Kim came up and she said, I'm making chocolate chip cookies, but I'm out of eggs. You know how fast that obstacle can be overcome? Man, I'll be in my car at the convenience store. I'll have eggs back to her before she can get them in the mixing bowl. But at the same time, she says, you know what? I'm fixing dinner and we're out of salad dressing. That obstacle, oh, it's so far. The convenience store's all the way up here. <laughs> you know, I got to go all the way over here to get to it. Let's just skip this out. Let's go a different direction. Huh? You know, so many times we're like that with the Word of God, with, with the things of God, with the very plan of God. You know, if it's something we want to do, whew, man, I can trust God like a house of fire. He's leading me now. He is leading me now. Oh, you mean we get to go somewhere where they're serving hot dogs, hamburgers, and talking to people? Oh, that's me. Oh, Wednesday night prayer? I'm a little tired on Wednesday nights. I get in late. Well, we have a work all day and we got quiet. <laughs> hey, y'all don't got to go to Wednesday night prayer. If that's your obstacle, you might want to check. <laughs> but it's not the obstacle, it's the attitude. Yeah, amen? How many know that if you're going to go uphill in your car, you're going to have to press on the gas a little sometimes? It's going to take a little energy, going to have to do something. But when you go downhill, 
you can just take your foot off and you, actually you might even have to hit the brake every now and then or you'll get going too fast, right? But, but in the plan of God, there are flat places, there are downhills, and there are uphills. And we're going to have to take every one of them and trust the Lord in what we're doing. And how much we trust the Lord and lean on Him is going to decide how we overcome or if we overcome. Amen? You guys with me? You guys are still at the chocolate chip cookies, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it is true. How many of you, you know, like on Sunday afternoon, you're sitting there watching the football game and uh, you need to go do something. It's way harder to do that than it would be if nothing was on TV. You'd want to go do something then, right? You know, boredom is not, uh, is not the reason we're moved, right? We do things because that's what we're supposed to do. We, we, we go uphill, we press on the gas because we want to get to the top. Amen? If we want to get to the top, if we want to follow God's plan, there's going to be more to it. We will have a part. Amen? Look at Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Why do you suppose he had to put in there that he didn't have plans to harm you? Because if you look at his path, it doesn't always look like it's going through a great place. Huh? He's the God that said you'll walk through the fire. Didn't he? But he said you'll not be burned. He's the God that said you'll go through the flood. Because his path doesn't deviate. Because the flood and the fire don't scare him. Right? They're not, they're not an obstacle that He can't overcome. And if we're trusting in Him, they're not an obstacle we can't overcome. But if our trust is in ourselves, if we're seeing with our own eyes and with our own strength, then in our own strength there are many things that we can't and will never do. You guys are quiet today. Is it early? You had to get out of bed, you had to get out of bed. Sunday morning. Man, it was cloudy. Could have slept in. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know everybody. You know everybody's flesh can say that. It's just the one. Actually, everybody's flesh does say that. It's just the ones that listen. You know, so some, some, at some point we got to get used to not listening to our flesh. You know, us having ideas or opinions is is one of our biggest problems to deviating from God's plan. It, our idea and opinion always get in the way. You know, here at the church, I've got a new thing. Uh, that when people ask me why we're doing it that way, I'm, I, I go, I didn't ask. <laughs> you because know, people, people, you know, I'll say, Here, here's what we're going to do. And they say, why? And I say, I didn't ask. Because I wasn't told why we were doing it that way. I was told to do it that way. So I got a new thing. I don't ask anymore. If God tells us to do something, and if we believe our leaders in the church are being led by God, why am I asking them why we're doing it a certain way? There's only one reason to ask because you got a better way and an easier way. Oh, that's one reason. That's two reasons. They're two peas in a pod, so they're like that. Two reasons. You got a, yeah, you got your own way and a better way. An easier way. Right? Because God's plan isn't always the easy way. Amen? His plan is to prosper you and not to harm you. And it may not go the easiest way. Right? If you, if, you, if you look at the way Jesus went about doing His thing, he, he set His course and He went that way. He didn't ask, How, how's, that, how's the weather going to be on the way there? If He would have, He probably wouldn't have sent the disciples out that night in the boat. 
when the storm came up, would he? Right? You reckon Jesus didn't know? Sudden storm just didn't know. No, he knew. He wasn't, the storm didn't scare him. He's walking on the water in the storm. It wasn't an obstacle for him because he trusted God. Not, not because he was God, because he trusted God. You know, too many people say, well, he was God, he can walk on the water. Well, Peter wasn't. Huh? <laughs> right? Jesus was operating as a man, emptied himself of his Godhead, came as a man, walked on the water as a man full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? People say, I wonder why I can't do that. Because of that right there. You, we answer our own question every time we say that. Why can't we do that? Because we, have, we question why we can't do that. Amen? You know what makes... This is totally off my notes. You know what makes, the, makes something amazing is that somebody that we never thought could do it did it. What's amazing about what Jesus did is that He loved us so much that He, he emptied Himself of His Godhead and came here to save us. That He walked through this world as a man. He's, a, he's our hero. He's our hero. He came down and did what we could not do. Amen? He went to the cross for His enemies. He, he walked all the way to the cross being, being spit on, being, being dera- derailed. He, he was being called all everything in the book. And the people that were calling Him this were the people He was dying for. The people that He was saving their lives. He's amazing. It's, he, didn't, he, he, he healed the sick. He cast out demons. He walked on the water. He, he got money out of a fish's mouth as a man. How many in here have got money out of the fish's mouth? Hmm. Glory to God. As a man, he did all these things. He's our hero. And as we read the Bible, we don't want to devalue what he did. Because what he did was amazing. He is awesome. And he did it for you and me. He didn't have to do it. At any moment, he could have filled himself back up with the Godhead, if you will. He said, I call on angels and we'll be out of here. He could have quit at any time. But he didn't. Because he followed the perfect plan of God. Thought I was really going to get off, didn't you? When it went uphill, when it went downhill, when it went sideways, when things were good and the crowd was following him, he was following the plan of God. When everybody got mad and left, he was following the plan of God. Amen? He followed the plan of God. He didn't get offended. He didn't get sideways. He didn't get sidetracked. He followed the plan of God. Why? Because he trusted him. He trusted him. He said later, he said, I know you won't leave my soul in hell. Amen? Why? He trusted Him. He trusted Him. We should trust Him just that way. The obstacle will never be greater than Him. There will never be a mountain you have to climb that is bigger than your God. There will never be an obstacle set in your way that's bigger than the God you're serving. Amen? Glory to God. You know, that's the devil's tool. What he's trying to tell people is it's too big. You know, when we talk to people, when, I, when, I, when people call, 
and, and, and they got an issue. The, the main thing I hear in their voice is, man, this is big. This is, there's a lot here. You know what? I'll tell you the whole story because it's big. How big is it? How big is it? Is it bigger than God? No, I don't think so. It's not bigger than God. We might magnify it to bigger than God, but it's not bigger than God. Amen? He knows the plan He has for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us. Wherever you walk, you're going to be okay if you're trusting God. Amen? If you're trusting God, not only is there going to be a good plan, there is hope and a future. In the, in the King James Bible, it says an expected end. Glory to God. What's the expected end? Victory. That's your expected end. Exactly. It, when, when, when we're on God's path, on God's plan, everything that we're going towards is victory. And, and if, if we'll see that and, and, we, and we desire that, the obstacles won't stop us. If I want chocolate chip cookies, it doesn't matter how far the convenience store is. Right? But if the obstacle is... The, it's the same obstacle to get there for eggs or salad dressing. What made the obstacle bigger? My attitude. My attitude. What I saw, it was a huge obstacle. I was going to have to get up, and it was what I was doing it for. When we devalue who we're living for, then, then we won't see the, the, the obstacle will become big, and it'll be easy to quit. Who we're living for is Jesus Christ. Our, the plan of God for our lives is, is, is from God. It's, it's, I mean, it's the, from your Father. And it can't be bad. When you see how important it is to Him, it should become equally as important to you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's, let's look at this some more. Job 8, 7. <clears throat> We're going to have an attitude of praise, an attitude of trust, an attitude of, of, of expectation. That's a good way to put it. If you have an attitude of expectation... You're always expecting something good from God, so you're always willing to go through the very next thing to get to it. And, and what you're going through isn't a big deal because you know you're being led by the Lord. Amen? Uh, Job 8, 7 says, Though your beginnings seem humble. You know, many people, because their beginnings are, seem, seem hard, then they'll never get to their end. This is too hard. This is too hard. I don't have enough. I'm never going to make it. They don't care. You know what? Humble beginnings mean small, insignificant, not easy. Amen? I mean, no, it's easier to pay your bills when you have money. A lot of times, humble beginnings don't have money. So it's not easy to pay your bills. Right? Humble beginnings, so many people don't want to start with God, therefore they'll never get to His expected end. You have to start with God or you won't get to the end with God. Amen? Somewhere you have to start trusting Him. How many know that trust isn't something God gives you to trust Him with? It's something you decide to do with. It's yours. You have trust before you're saved. You can decide to trust in yourself, you can just try to decide to trust in the government. There's many people today trusting in the government. Man, if the government fails, they are out. Huh? 
They've got their trust in everything but God, in their own flesh, a million different things, but they've got their trust in it. Amen? Our trust is ours. And there's at some point in our life, even as Christians, it's our choice to begin to trust God. Uh, teenagers, it's your choice to begin to trust God. There will become, There is a time where you will no longer be able to follow your parents, God. It will become time for you to trust in God. Amen? And, and, and no longer will they be able to be of the effect in your life that they were because it's God's saying, you must trust me now. Amen? You must trust me now. Every person has that time where you have to trust God. And, and the Lord will help you. He gives us every reason in the world to trust Him. Amen? He gives us every reason under heaven and earth to trust Him. And, and, and as we trust Him and as we go, He'll give you more reasons to trust Him. I mean, look at David. David, he, one day a bear came. He trusted God, killed the bear. One day a lion came, trusted God, killed the lion. One day a giant came. Amen? His God was still bigger. Amen? God is giving you reason after reason to know that He's never forsaking, forsaken one person who's put their trust in Him. And, and He'll do the same for us if we'll look and be thankful, if we'll be able to see without the attitude that I don't want to do this, I don't want to go there. You know what? I, I'm going to trust to myself. The minute you turn off God's path, you start trusting in your own ability. Because you're no longer in His. Amen? Job 8 says, in verse 7 says, Though your beginnings seem humble, so prosperous will be your future. That's the NIV version. So prosperous. How many want to be so prosperous? You, you know, you could be a little prosperous, but you'll be so prosperous. But what, what, what's missing here is that he's saying that you've got to do the middle. You've got to start where you're at, and you've got to walk all through the middle to get to the latter end. Amen? And, and, all, and through all that, you have to trust God. Think about Paul. Paul trusted God. And, and he called his afflictions light and momentary. Now, I venture to say that not one person in here would call Paul's afflictions light and momentary. Huh? Stoned to death, put in jail every time he turned around, flogged, beaten, shipwrecked for the gospel. And you know what he considered it? Light and momentary obstacles. These are just things I've overcome to get the gospel to you. <laughs> Man, we wake up and our socks don't match. Whew, I can't go to church today. I got bad hair and my socks don't match. Whew, and I didn't get much sleep yesterday either. <laughs> Light and momentary afflictions are the ones you trust God to overcome. How hard was, how, how, how big a deal was the giant thing? You know, that'd be like going to the big sporting event and expecting a big battle, huge battle. And all of a sudden, this little boy walks out, flips, flips a rock, and it's over. <laughs> and everybody's sitting around saying, hmm, that looks so big from here. But when you trust God, what's, what's, what's seemingly overcome, what, overcomable, that's a new word for you right there, what's seemingly overcomable 
is no longer that big. Why? Because you're trusting God. The devil's ploy is to get us to see things way bigger, way harder than they are, and get our flesh to desire something else. That's, that's, that's how he's going to get us off. And, and if it's too hard, if it's really hard, you quit before you try. Now, I always think of that story where, where, where Paul said, God told me to go, I think, to Jerusalem, and he said, and, and beatings wait me there. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, why go? <laughs> right? Well, why would you go? And, you know, a lot of the people around him were thinking the same thing. They said, Paul, don't, don't go there. You know, that's the Lord helping you, telling you not to go. No, the Lord is still telling him to go. Most people would have turned right there, wouldn't they? Because it was way uphill, and he was really going to have to press on his gas. Huh? It'd be like me riding my bike home from church. I'd get to the bottom of the hill down here, and then I'd look up and I'd say, mm <laughs> Guess we won't go home today. I'd, just, I'd be limbering up my thumb. <laughs> and I'd be looking for a pickup so they could put my bike in the back of it. Huh? You know, Paul could have hitchhiked right there. That's way too far uphill, God. I'm not going to Jerusalem. And God said, that's the next step in my plan. You'll be okay. You know, it, doesn't talk, it talks maybe about Paul having, having been in a, in a battle, but it doesn't talk about him acting like he was. Right? He doesn't, sit there, he doesn't say, you know, I know you guys knew I was in pain. He, said, he, said, he does say that I know you'd have given me your own eyes if you could have. In other words, he was swallowing a little bit. But he wasn't sitting there saying, I know I, you guys knew how much pain I was. And, and, and I know, you know, let me tell you the whole story because it's bad. You know, and he didn't go in all that because it wasn't bad. For him, it was a light and momentary affliction. Everything he went through because of his attitude and his vision of victory was light and momentary. Amen? And we can't even get out of bed on the right side. <laughs> well, I can't. Yeah, I can. We all can, right? Yeah. Huh? The, the, my, you guys getting my point here? Look at Isaiah 46. Following God's plan is not always going to be, and I know Mrs. Morris said this a lot because she knows that I'm a big, easy way guy. <laughs> I am. I'm like, I, I'm the one of the biggest people, man. If you can find an easier way to do it, yes. And if it, if it includes leaving out some nuts and bolts and parts, but it's still easier, then by golly, let's do it and see if we can still make it. Huh? But I'm not that way anymore. Huh? How many know in God's plan you can't leave out all the nuts and bolts and expect the, expect the vehicle to stay together long enough to get where you're going? He has a specific way of doing things, and it doesn't always appear to be the easiest way, but at the end it will have been. That's why my new phrase is, I didn't ask. And I got to use it like three or four times just last week. People came to me and said, why are we doing it that way? I said, I didn't ask. Well, why didn't you ask? Because it doesn't matter. God told them to do it this way. That's the way we're going to do it. I didn't say none of your business. I didn't say anything rude. I just said, you know, I didn't even ask. Because I didn't ask. 
I just did it that way. And I'm going to get better at that. You know what? When, when, when they say, Dave, do this. And I go, well, now why, why don't we? Oh, whoa. <laughs> Sorry for a second. Dave got out of bed. Let me put him back. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Huh? That's the right way. And when God says, go a certain direction, I'm not going to say, well, God, look at this. It's downhill. You want me? You know, we could probably go around here and, and, and get up there. And you know what? What you don't realize is you drove 50 miles to get to the one mile that he wanted you to go to. And he was going to take you up there. Amen. Now, see, I would be really upset if I knew I walked extra miles that I wouldn't have had to walk to try to get out of walking. <laughs> Amen. You know, sometimes we, we plan so hard to get around what we don't want to do that we make our life way harder than it is. When if, when if we'd only do it. Amen. You know, it's the difference between getting up to go fishing or getting up to mow the lawn. You know, if you're getting up to go fishing, 5 o'clock ain't early at all. You're getting up to mow the lawn, man, you don't know when you're getting out of bed. Like, I, I can get to that later, and then you look at the forecast that says rain about 2, you're like, oh, if I lay in bed to 1, I won't make it. Huh? <laughs> I'm pretty good at this, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, I've done it. Been there, done that. <laughs> Isaiah 46, <laughs> verse 9, says, Remember former things of old, for I am God. What's he saying? Remember the lion and the bear. That's what he's saying right there. He's saying, Remember when you trusted me and you made it? Remember back then? When you didn't think you were coming through, and by my mercy, I lifted you up and brought you out. Amen. There's no God like me. Amen? Verse, verse 10. Declaring the end. from the, What's he saying? He's saying, if, when you followed me, I already knew you were coming out of it before you started. Amen? Amen. I was declaring the end. I was calling this game. And he's not, he's not fortune telling. He's telling you what's going to happen. Why? Because He's God. We're not serving a piece of wood. We're not serving something that has no power. We are serving the greatest power in all the universe. For us not to trust Him is foolish. And yet, I don't all the time. There's only one reason because I want my way. I don't like His. I could do it easier. Could I do... Do I know the end from the beginning? Well, there's one way you know the end from the beginning, and that's if you're following Him. If you're following God, trusting Him, the end is always the same. You come out on the other side whole. Amen. Having whatever you need to have before, before you left, in the best shape of your life, total success and victory. That, that is that, and if you're not, you know, so many people stop in the middle and they say, I guess this is my end. No. If you're not in victory yet, you haven't reached the end. Keep trusting God. Amen? Don't look at the wind and the waves. Don't look at the lion and the bear unless you're looking at how you defeated them. Look at, look at how he's, that's what he says. Remember the former things of old. Look at every time you've trusted yourself. 
Yeah, <laughs> I said that right. And you didn't make it. <laughs> huh? Look, look at what you've done for yourself. You know, sometimes I just look back and I'm like, wow. If I'd have kept going, I'd have been so far down that I couldn't even have looked up to see the top. If I'd have kept going with my own life, I would be so selfish and self-centered and broke and poor and sick and, and mean. Huh? Why? Because my way is hopeless. It's futile. You don't have, there's no good end. Amen? His way has promise of a good end. My way has no promise of a good end. Your way, no promise, no expected end. Well, it has an expected end, but it ain't pretty. Amen? You know, I had somebody tell me about a movie one time. They said, don't go watch it because it ends bad. I never went and watched it. Why? I don't like bad endings. So if I look back and I see how I did it and the ending was bad, I'm not going to go watch it again. I'm not going to go through it again. Amen? Amen. We serve a good God. He's helping us today, too. I like this message. This is the third one I had. I cooked a lot yesterday. Yeah, this is the third message, you know. And so I, I just kept cooking and cooking. And I kept thinking, where's, where's the one I'm... And, and I just kept cooking. You ever done that? Like you started cooking something and you thought, well, I'd like this with that and I'd like this. And you have so much food, you can't eat it all. Huh? But good news is we got leftovers. <laughs> Amen? What did Jed Clampett say? There's nothing like possum innards. They're just as good the second day around. <laughs> That's right. Amen. <laughs> right? That's the good thing about possum innards. We're in Ozarks. We're right here in Jed Clampett's place. Huh? That's right. That is right. Thank you, Lord. Declaring the end from the beginning. If you, if you took an arrow and you, and you started at end and went to the beginning in the middle, you could write, we win. Amen? Amen? Because that's, 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 that is what he's declaring. God, God is not going to deviate from that path. He's already declared where you're supposed to start and where you're supposed to end. And he's not going to deviate according to obstacles. Because he's bigger than every obstacle that's there. And, and he knew there was an enemy before he started. And he knew that that enemy was defeated. Amen? And so, if you know what he knows, you'll put your trust in him. If you know what you know, you'll go a different direction. Amen? Staying on the path is easy because, well, let's go to, go to Jeremiah. <clears throat> I shouldn't say it's easy. Let me rephrase it. It's our choice. Amen? How many know there's not two kinds of trust? There's one kind of trust. There's not, you know, a lot of people read verses like this in Jeremiah 17, and, and they read it like there's two different kinds of trust. It's the same trust. You know that? The same trust that trusted in the arm of the flesh is the same trust that can trust in God. It's the same trust. There's, there's not two. It, it's, it's a different in, difference in vision and, and decision. Amen? Our decision to trust in God will, will decide our outcome because our outcome's already decided at that point. Our decision not to trust in God is going to take you like this and hope at some point you might get back into the plan of God 
after you've went through a whole bunch of stuff you'd never had to go through, right? To miss the stuff you should have went through or went over, I should say. Amen? You know, we, I heard one preacher, and I'm sure you've all heard him say, uh, it, you're not going to be an overcomer if you never have anything to overcome. Amen? We, we, we overcome because there are obstacles within the path. That does not mean that, we, that, they're, that they're to stop us. They're, they're there for us to overcome. Amen? God's not going to deviate. You know, our deviation is, is why, you know, the minute things start getting hard, we look at it and we say, well, where'd we go wrong? We, you know, faith, the, the one thing, and when I started with the word of faith and, and listen to Brother Copeland, Brother Moore, and some of the others, I thought everything was always supposed to be, be well. In other words, there was never supposed to be any obstacles. Right? Faith doesn't get rid of obstacles. It overcomes them. Right? It's, faith speaks to the mountain. That means there was a mountain. Right? You know, I wanted no mountains. See, I wanted to live in Kansas. Right? And, and, and yeah, like the, and like the munchkins. Yeah. Like Dorothy. She wanted to go, and she wasn't in Kansas anymore. But she, I wanted to live where everything was flat, and if I wanted to idle all day long, I could get wherever I wanted to go. You know, you can do it. In Kansas, you can do it. It's flat. There, rarely is there an obstacle in your way. It's just flat all the time. But you know what? God didn't put me in Kansas. You know what? I had to learn to press on my gas and go uphill every now and then and not get mad at people who don't. <laughs> and not tell them that's the pedal to the right because they can't hear you anyway and you're only hurting yourself. My therapy's going good. <clears throat> How big the adversity is is going to be determined by your trust in God. How big the adversity is to you is determined by your trust in God. That's why Paul said these are light and momentary afflictions. Why are they light and momentary? Because he trusted God. And so when he went through them, he, even when they stoned him to death, he, he came back. And, and, and I don't think he had Advil. <laughs> right? He, he, didn't, he didn't say, you know, I could make it if I could just have three Advil, guys. Got, who's got some Advil? Got a little headache now. No, he trusted God and he came through. Amen? Amen? <laughs> I'm certain that that's why God said endure hardness as a good soldier. Good soldiers don't always have Advil. Sometimes they just got to wake up when they don't feel like it and follow the plan for the day and, and, and trust that that plan is going to get them to that expected end. And, and their feelings, opinions, or ideas don't matter. If the, if the sergeant comes up and says, we're going this way, and they say, why, Sarge? It's not going to go over. Huh? Anybody ever been in the military in here? Now, now, did you question your superior officers when they told you to do something? No, but, but we do it all the time to our God who knows everything and, 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 is, and, and is giving us a hope and a future. He's got us a hope and a future. Amen? Now, now let's not take this wrong and say, well, you mean He meant for me to be sick? He meant No. I said obstacles. 
That's a work of the enemy in your life. And that got in where it was and didn't belong. God doesn't bring sickness, disease. He defeats it. But if that obstacle does come along, He'll help you overcome it. Amen? Poverty, not His will. I've been in poverty. I didn't get there by following the will of God. <laughs> I'll go over here and say that again. I've been broke without any money. Huh? Unable to pay my bills. And I didn't get that way by following God's plan for my life. Amen. Amen. <laughs> okay. Did you guys hear that from over there? Because it's the same thing. <laughs> Ditto. There you go. <laughs> Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man. Now what's God saying? I'm going to curse him? No, he's saying he made a choice not to trust me. Making choices not to trust God put us in a place where he can't help you. And people say, well, he's God. He could help me. No, you chose for him not to help you. You trusted man. Man is your help. Amen. Therefore, you're cursed. Why? Because man's cursed. Right? If man is, if man is your trust, then man is who you're getting. That, that, you know what? If it's your boss, if it's your job, if, it, if it's your big house, if it's your nice car, if that's what you're trusting in, you're, you're going to fail at some point because they're going to fail. See, that's why God says trust in me. He doesn't fail. He, he can't fail. You know, he's love. He can't fail. Right? When it said love never fails, it could say God never fails. Right? He never fails. He never runs out. He never comes short. He never fails. If you trust him in any situation, you will not fail because he cannot fail. See, when we trust God, we're trusting an unfailing power and we've entrusted ourselves to it. Therefore, we cannot fail. Huh? You've put yourself within his will, an unfailing will. And so when we do that, our chances of failure are none. We cannot lose. Glory to God. I mean, if you wanted to know you were going to win and you trust and you truly trust in the Lord, people say, well, I trusted him and I didn't win. No. It says no one's ever trusted in the Lord and been made ashamed. The Lord said that. If the Lord said that, I believe him. So if I, if I think I'm trusting in the Lord, but yet I got my three credit cards as a backup, Huh? If I think I'm trusting in the Lord, but I'm doing everything in my own power to make sure nothing bad happens to me, right? Then I'm not trusting in the Lord. Because God's already promised that nothing bad would happen to me. Like if I'm walking down the path and all of a sudden I see fire, I don't have to say, Lord, you sure? It's fire. You know, more normally that burns people up. Yeah. I don't know if I need to be going that way. And God says, yeah, you'll be okay. If God says, yeah, you'll be okay, walk on through. Walk on. Because you're going to be okay. You know, and you come up to the flood and say, God, I, you know, I never was a real great swimmer. <laughs> Big flood. God says, go on through. You'll not be overcome. Then you go on through. Why? 
because that was his plan. That's where his path was. It, it was through the fire. It was through the flood. He, he took you that way, and, at, and there is an expected end. And if you go around, you're going to hit things you didn't want to hit. You know, Mrs. Moore did that message of the night where she had the, the board and she had the road and people swerving off the road. If you swerve from God's plan because you trust in man, the arm of the flesh, and then something bad happens to you and you go, well, I don't know why God didn't help me. Well, I know why He didn't help you. You weren't near Him. Right? If somebody says, if somebody in Alaska says, why didn't Dave come help me move? I'll say, because I was as far away from you as I could get. <laughs> Right? If something bad is happening and God doesn't help you, he, 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 you, were, you weren't within where He could. People don't like to hear that. But He's, he's set a path. And He's merciful and He's kind. But you know what? The prodigal son, the father didn't go chase him. He didn't check on him to see how he was doing. He didn't, he didn't cry every day. He didn't, check, he didn't check his Instagrams to make sure he was still okay. He didn't check his Facebook to make sure he wasn't doing anything bad. Right? He went about his life and said, I, he's not where I can help him. But man, the minute he came home, my son's home. Why is he so happy? I can help him here. He's back on the path. He's back in my way. He's going my direction. Glory to God. God loves it when we're going His way. Because when we're going His way, there's nothing too big. There's no mountain too high. We will get over it. He'll he'll take us right through it if necessary. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Cursed is the man that trusts in that trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from God. Not trusting in God is the same as your heart not being with God. Right? Because your trust is where you're going to put your heart. So your heart's with man. Amen? It's kind of sobering, isn't it? You know why it is? Because we've all done it. There's not one person in here that can say, I've never done that. I've just trusted God all my life. You know what? We'll have an altar open later. And, and repentance is good. Amen? Because we've all trusted in our own ability, our own flesh. We've all trusted. And he says, if you do that, your heart's not with me. Your heart's departed from me. And he says, for he shall be like a heath in the desert. I'm not sure what a heath is. But it's, it's, it's a heath, which sounds bad, and it's in the desert, which is hot and dry. So not only do I not want to be in the desert, I don't want to be a heath. Huh? I don't want to be a heath. I don't want to be in the desert. Right? And, and he says that's what he'll be like. He'll be like that. Why? Because he can't see. He'll be like that because he can't see when good comes. He, he will be Eeyore. No matter how good things look, everybody that was not here Friday night doesn't understand. Doesn't matter how good it looks, he'll find something bad about because he can't see good. He can't see good. God could bring five ways to get him back on the path, and he's so deep into trusting other men, he can't see God. Good's God. This, this person will not be able to see good when it comes. Why? Because they're not trusting God. 
Amen? Trusting God puts us in a position not only to have good, but to see more good coming. Right? And, and it doesn't matter what the obstacle is in front of us. We see the eggs at the convenience store. Right? All right. Why do we see the eggs? Because as soon as we get them back to Kim, we get chocolate chip cookies. Right? So we see the good beyond the obstacle. All they will see is the obstacle. Why? Because they're trusting in their own flesh. So the obstacle is truly uh, unovercomable. Hey, I like that word. Huh? The obstacle seen by the flesh is truly unovercomable. They, they do not have the ability nor the strength to overcome it. But with God, with God, if we, if we just turn, you know this person, it says they won't even see good when it comes, and because they can't see good when it comes, they'll inhabit parched places. They'll inhabit dry land. You know what? There could be a river a mile away. You know, I was praying about these verses today, and the way I saw it was I saw this, this tree planted by the river, and, and it was big and green, and, and, but there was a big drought, and it was dry, and there was a desert all around it. And that's the way we are. When you're trusting God, it doesn't matter what surrounds you because you're in His will. And within His will is goodness, and you're going to get to the next place because you're feeding off of Him. Amen? And, and, you're, and you're only getting what He gives you. And you're only going where He takes you. Amen? And so you will get to your destination and it is victory. Amen? And it says this person, he's going to inhabit a salt land. I, I don't want to inhabit a salt land. But in Jeremiah 77, it says, Blessed, empowered to prosper, empowered to succeed, is the man that trusts God. It's the same trust. The same trust that I didn't trust God with, I can trust God with. It's my, it's my trust. Amen. I have to decide who I'm going to trust. Am I going to, use, am I going to trust man? Am I going to hope the government pays my bills all my life? Or am I going to trust God because I don't believe the government is going to hand, handle it for me? Besides that, I don't believe the government's going to do nearly as good a job as God will. Amen? You know what? He probably pays better. Amen? I'm not saying don't go and, and if you need help, don't get help. I'm saying don't stay, in, don't stay in that. Begin to trust God. It says, blessed is the man who trusts God, whose hope the Lord is. Amen? Who's, who, what's he saying? Who's, who, who, you're never going to be hopeless. You're never going to be a quitter. Why? Because you're trusting God. So you always have hope is that earnest expectation of victory. Amen? Hope is, is looking ahead and, and seeing the end, right? And, and you win. You know what? If you know you're going to win, if you truly trust in God and you know you're going to win, there's a lot less likelihood of you quitting. People say, well, I knew I was going to win and I quit. No, you didn't know. You, had no, you don't know what victory tastes like then. You know, you're, you got a participation ribbon. <laughs> I'm against participation ribbons, okay? You either win or you don't, okay? <laughs> participation is not good enough for me. I want to win, right? Paul didn't say, and what is it, in Corinthians, he didn't say, run like somebody who might participate. Huh? Run in such a way to participate. 
Train. Train your body in such a way that you may have participated. No. He said train your body like you're going to win. In other words, you plan on winning. So when you're reading the Word of God and you're, and you're trusting God, you, you go at it like you're going to win because you are. Amen? You don't go at it and when the obstacle comes up, you go, oh, wow, I thought I was going to win. Man, I, I, I was trusting God and I thought I could win. The obstacle just stole you away. You trusted more in its ability to keep you from victory than you did in God's ability to get you over the obstacle. Amen? God will take you over that obstacle and put you in a place where you'll win. It says, He that trusts in the Lord is blessed. Amen? It says, He'll be like a tree planted by waters. Why will He be like a tree? Because Not just because He wants Him to be planted and everything else is doing good and, and and you're doing even better than them. He wants you to do good when everything around you is not. He wants to put you in a place where you cannot lose. he's, He's putting you in the victorious place before, the, before the, it even starts. He's planting you in the right spot. That's why they're saying, trust God. He's putting you in the right place. You know, people say, I just don't know if I'm where I'm supposed to be. Are you where God told you to be? You're in the right place. Anywhere else is parched and salt. And you'll be a heath. In the desert. Doesn't sound good, does it? You ain't nothing but a heath. I don't want to be nothing but a heath. Huh? I want to be like the tree planted by that spreads out its roots. Why are they spreading out its roots? Why? Because down there in the, in the river where God is flowing through it, it it's, it's, it's getting all of its nourishment, all everything it sees and knows it's getting from the Lord. It's not getting outside opinions or ideas. Huh? It's, it's, there's not one root over here in the river and one root out here in the desert. Why? Because in the desert, there's no good opinions. You ain't going to get no good water out of the desert. You're going to get the good water out of the river. And he that trusts in the Lord keeps his roots right there. And, and he, doesn't, he doesn't deviate from God's plan in any way. It says he, sh- he won't even see heat when it's coming. Everybody else will be fanning themselves. And you'll be sitting there going, Ah, man, isn't it nice today? Huh? Everybody else will be searching while you're walking. Everybody else will be saying, How am I going to make it while you're making it? And you'll be able to tell them the same thing you know. You can make it. You got a path. God had a path designed for you before the foundation of the world was set. He had a place for you to stand. He had a place for you to be. He had a path for you to walk. And you can get on that path just like I got on that path. Glory to God. We're not doing it so we can be show-offs. We're doing it so we can show. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Look at 1 Chronicles 5. First Chronicles 5 and 18. It says, the sons of Reuben and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, they're valiant men, men able to bear bucklers and swords and shoot a bow and skillful in war. And there were 44,703 score that went out to war. These guys are skilled 
In other words, they're warriors. They're trained to go to war and to come out on the other side victorious. Right? right? They're not trained to lose. <laughs> they're not trained to participate. Yeah, right. Amen? <laughs> if you train to participate, you train like I work out. <laughs> Very little heart. Why? Because you don't need any heart to participate. You need heart to win. Yes. Amen? You need heart to win. These, these men had a heart to win. They had the skills to win. They had a heart to win. And, and they had the numbers. These were all men that knew how to shoot, and there was a lot of them. Verse, next verse. And they made war with the Hagarites, with Jeter and Nephish. And they should change their names. And Nodab. <laughs> their names alone ought to tell them they're in the wrong place. They went to war against these three tribes, if you will, these three different people. <laughs> hey, if your mom named you Nodab, ask her if she loves you. Okay? Go call her this afternoon. Say, are you sure you love me? It's one thing for obstacles be, to be there. It's another thing for people to put them in your way. And they were helped. They went to war against these people. And they were helped against them because they were such great warriors. It says, they were helped against them and the Hagarites were delivered into their hand because they could shoot their bows so well. Huh? Because, because you know, they were just good at what they did. They had the sharpest swords. They had the biggest guys. They, they had everything you need to win. That's why they won. No, exactly right. Exactly right. And he said they were delivered into their hands and all that were with them. Not only were they delivered, anybody that was on their side. Do you know that anybody that's against you is against God? If you're on God's plan? Huh? You're in pretty good, pretty good shape at that point, I think. When, when everybody says, if it look, you know, a lot, of people, a lot of people get against, everybody's against me. God ain't against you. Huh? And if he ain't against you, you're in real good shape. There's a good chance. There's not a good chance you're going to win. There is no chance you're going to lose. Right? People say, there's a pretty good chance you'll win. No, there's no chance I'll lose. Amen? And he said, uh, and, they, and they were all with them, for, and all them that were with them. For why? Why were they delivered to him? Because they cried unto God. They, they prayed. They prayed to God in the battle, and he heard their prayer. And he answered them, and he, and, he, and he helped them because he heard their prayer. No, not because he heard their prayer. It's not enough just to pray. Because if you pray and don't trust God, you won't even believe he heard you. Remember what it says in First John. It says, and we know that he hears us. How do you know he hears you? Because you put your trust in him. It says this is the confidence, what? The trust that we have in him. Amen. And, and it doesn't say that it was because they prayed. It was because they put their trust in Him. When you put your trust in Him, the battle is His. And your victory is certain. Amen? Because now you're putting your trust in Him. It's not about how good you are. That's why He says don't trust in the flesh. I don't care how good you are at what you do. You will come to a point where you can go no further. With Him, there is no limits what you can do. Amen? Amen? 
And there's no obstacle you can't overcome. In your flesh, there are all kinds of obstacles. Not only will you not overcome them, you can't overcome them. Better yet, you won't overcome them. They'll be the salad dressing. (laughs) And you won't care enough. And your strength will be small in the day of adversity. And you'll quit. Why? Because the affliction is too big. Amen? It's not small. It's not light and momentary. It's big. Right? And the minute the devil can make it look big and not light and momentary... He's got you on the ropes. Amen? But not us. Not us, right? Not, not, that's not what we're doing. Turn to Psalm 121, verse 1. 121, 1. Psalm 121, 1. I don't have one in my notes, so I have to get them. I'm, I'm trusting in the Lord to help them. <laughs> It says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. You know, one thing you're going to have to do, you're going to have to lift your eyes beyond your, your obstacle to see your victory. Amen? If all you can see is the obstacle, then, then the devil's got you right where he wants you because the obstacle, and, and not only do you see it, now it's becoming bigger. That's what, see, that's what, the, that's what the rest of the army of Israel saw when they saw uh, Goliath. They saw something, all they could see was tall, big. Look at, I can't even lift his sword, let alone his spear. And, and, and they got to get through, they got to have so many, it's too big. We can't do it. But David didn't see that. Why? Because he was trusting in God. He could see good when it came. They weren't trusting God, therefore, they couldn't see good when it came. Amen? Because why? The obstacle was in the way. When you're not trusting God, the obstacle's too big. Glory to God. But when we lift up our eyes, which is where our help comes from. Amen. Verse 2. My help comes from the Lord. And this is something you should say when the obstacle starts looking big. You know what? My help isn't coming from here. It's coming from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Are you bigger than that? Because I don't think so. That's why David's, that's why there's this psalm was written this way. He's saying, it doesn't matter how hard the trial is, what's coming against you, your help is bigger. And if you'll trust in God, your help is, is the one that made the heavens and earth. And, and whatever's against you is part of that. And he's bigger than that. We can trust him. We can put our trust in him and, and walk through this world through the fire, through the flood, over the obstacle, under the obstacle, press the gas to go uphill and make it to where we're supposed to be if we don't get sidetracked trusting in ourselves. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Well, I like this message. This is, this is, God's good to me. Amen? Psalm, uh, in one, the same Psalm in 121.7 uh, not only is, is, is He your help, He's going to preserve you, keep you from evil. Look at it in the NIV. Look at it in the NIV. The Lord will keep you from harm. Amen. That goes back to our first verse. Add, my plans are to prosper you and not to harm you. Not only is He not going to harm you, He's going to keep you from harm. Right. <laughs> See that? We can trust Him. See, that, that's what we've got to get through our head. The devil's trying to get, get this 
religious tradition of maybe he will, maybe he won't. Why? So that you won't trust him. Because he knows if you put your trust in him, you are unfailing, you are unstoppable, you are victorious. And so if I can get you to believe that sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't, you know, it just depends on his will, then I can beat you. Or not I can beat you, the devil can beat you. I've only been the devil once and that was when the Moors hit me with sticks. (laughs) Amen? But he'll keep you from harm. He'll watch over your life. In other words, not only will he keep you from harm right now, he'll watch over to make sure that this doesn't harm you next and that this doesn't harm you next and that everything you go through, you get through. Amen? But, but we're too busy trying to go around them because, well, if I had faith, that wouldn't have happened. That obstacle wouldn't even be there if I had faith. Then why did he say, speak to the mountain? If there weren't going to be mountains, why did he tell us to talk to them? I just don't think Jesus was wasting his breath. Amen? Our passion for the things of God and to see the things of God. Paul's passion for, for the kingdom of God is what drove him to everything he did and, and, and caused him to look at obstacles as light and momentary. Stoning, light and momentary. That's where they pick up a big rock and hit you in the face with it. Huh? That's light and momentary. Prison, flogging. You know, I don't know what flogging is, but from what I've heard about it, I don't want to do it. Amen? But that was light and momentary for Paul. Why? Because his attitude and his vision and his trust were in God. Amen? You can do, we can do so much more than we think we can do when we trust in God. Amen? But, but when we trust in the flesh, we become small. And the problem becomes big. And, and God's too far off. And what are we going to do? Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Hmm. Glory to God. He's helping us, guys. Psalm, or Psalm 25, 12 says, who then is the man who fears the Lord? He will, this is talking about the Lord, and this is the NIV again. Who then is the man that fears the Lord? This man, the one that fears him, puts his trust in him, if you will. Honors him, reveres him, makes God his God. He'll instruct him in the way God chose for him. If we put God first in our life, God will instruct you in how to walk on the path that he chose for you. Boy, you're not walking down that path on your own. He's going to show you how to walk it. What's he saying? I'll instruct you. You get to the problem and you can't swim, I'll teach you how to swim. You get to the fire and it's too big, I'll bring a big hose. Huh? He's going to instruct you. He said, I'll tell you how to get around it, over it, under it. I'll get you through it. Amen? He's going to instruct you in the way chosen for him. In other words, not the way you choose. Remember, God said, I have a plan for you. <laughs> I have a plan for you. And the, the, other, the other side is that is I have a plan for me. Right? I have a plan to go home and watch football the rest of the day. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm not lying. I really do. I'm going to put it on the channel with all eight games on. I'm going to look at all of them. But... 
If something comes up where that doesn't happen, it's not going to be salad dressing. It's going to be eggs. Huh? Why? Because it'll be important. And it'll be the thing we ought to do. It'll be because my desire will be for the end result that God wanted, not for the end result that I wanted. Amen? Where were we? I'm talking about salad dressing and eggs. <laughs> He'll, he'll, he'll instruct you in the way chosen for you. Verse 13. He will, send, he will spend his days in prosperity. Who? The guy that fears the Lord. The guy that trusts God. The guy that puts him first. The guy that stays on his path in his plan. He'll spend his days in prosperity. And his descendants. You're not just doing this for you. Huh? Right? You know, you, know, you ever notice that God never has you just do something for you? He, he wants you to do it for you and your children. Because that's what he does. When God planned this whole thing, He planned victory for you, your children, your children's children, your children's 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 children, and your children's 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 children. All of them. Amen? And, and if you believe His Word, then a lot of what you are doing will decide their, what happens with them. Will decide how much easier or harder it is for them to get in. Hmm? We'll say you chose not to serve the Lord all the days of your life, but your children still have a plan, just like you did. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Verse 14, the Lord confides in those who fear Him. The Lord talks to, tells secrets to, gives information to those who fear Him, those who trust in Him, those who are looking to Him for everything they do. Amen? This is what the Lord... Do you want the Lord to confide in you? You want, do you want the Lord to be like you, like He was with Abraham when He was going to when He was going to was take out Sodom and Gomorrah? He said, He said, uh, Shall I not talk to Abraham about this? The Lord said that. Why? Because Abraham trusted God, and God said, I'm not going to hide this from him. And He went and talked to him about it. He went and talked to Abraham about taking that city out. And Abraham. Had, a, had, had, just had some questions. Not wrong questions. Why? Because God was asking him. If God asks you a question, he wants an answer. Right? He's not, he's not a mean God. He'll talk to you just like he talked to Abraham and say, say this is what's going to happen. And Abraham said, well, what if we could find, say, 45 feet? You know. Here's an idea, God. Let's look at it this way. Huh? Let, let, let's, let's put this out here, see what you think. And he kept going. He, why? What's cool about that is that God was confiding in him. He was a friend of God. What a neat place to be. Amen? What a neat, neat place to be. Philippians 4. We're winding up. Winding up. Philippians 4. It says, be anxious, be careful. Be careful for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. What's he, what's he saying? Trust me. Huh? Isn't, that, isn't that the same thing? Trust me. Right? He, people don't just... Well, if somebody comes to me and says, oh, don't worry about it, then I'm expecting them to do something. Because they told me not to worry about it. Right? If somebody comes up and you're getting ready to pay the check at the, at the restaurant and they say, don't worry about that, and you leave and they don't pay it, guess who's in trouble? <laughs> not them. The person who ate the food is the one that's in trouble. So if the person that says don't worry about it is trustworthy, don't worry about it. The person that said this is God. 
He said, don't, don't be anxious, don't worry, don't think about it, right? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you know the, the guy that was the heath in the desert, you know why he couldn't see good when it was coming? He couldn't be thankful. He was thankful for nothing. Amen? Don't be anxious for anything. With prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Why, why would you not be anxious? Because God never fails. So if, I, if I'm presenting my petition to the one that never fails and I trust Him, and when God says, I got this, <laughs> that's what He told, that's what he told the, the guys in, in First Chronicles 5. He said, I got this. Because you trusted me, I got this. And guess what? He paid the bill. Right? He didn't have the restaurant owner chasing him down with the check in his hand. Huh? He said, but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Why does it pass understanding? Because people are going to look at you and say, look what you're getting ready to go through. How could you possibly be happy? How, how could you possibly be singing? How could you possibly be staying on this path? Why, why are you? You'll have people saying, don't go that way, don't go that way, don't go that way. And if you know it's God, go that way. Amen. Just because they don't have peace that passes understanding doesn't mean you don't have peace that passes understanding. If you've prayed and God says go that way, then He'll give you the peace that passes their understanding and yours. Right? You, you think that if David would have come up in his flesh and saw, that, and saw the giant and he's up to about his calf and his first word's out of his mouth because he's trusting in the David's of it and he'd say, oh yeah, I can take him. Giants, take I take them all the time. Huh? He didn't say it. He said, the Lord helped me take the lion. The Lord helped me take the bear. Why, you could tell where his trust was. The Lord did this. The Lord did that. The Lord's going to... And that's where we're at. The peace that passes understanding, the way you get that is, the Lord did this. The Lord's done that. The Lord's got me on a path. The Lord's told me to do this. I'm going to be okay. I have an expected end. Amen? And it says the peace of God with patches all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds. Glory to God. It'll keep you from thinking your own way and it'll keep your heart with His. Remember, remember what was wrong with the guy that trusted in the arm of the flesh? His heart was departed from God. When, when we don't become worried and anxious about what's ahead of us, our hearts stay with God. Amen? Amen. One last verse. Thank you, Lord. Well, I like hearing those bugs die. I don't like those. I'd rather hear that noise all day long than see wasps. Isaiah 26.3, we all know this verse and we all know this song, <laughs> it says, Thou will keep me, keep him in perfect peace. What kind of peace is that? The peace that passes understanding. Huh? Whose mind is stayed on him. Because why? That's not the end of the verse. A lot of times, the, well, if your mind was stayed on him, you'd be in perfect peace. That wouldn't be enough. The reason your mind is stayed on him is because you trusted him. Amen? Amen? When we trust the Lord, then He has abilities in our life and we have abilities to walk the path that He's made for us. Without trusting Him, the obstacles are too big, the things are too, too great, we can't do it. But when we trust Him, He keeps us in perfect peace down the path the whole time. 
And, and we never get worried. We never get afraid. When the giant comes up, we've already defeated the lion. We've already defeated the bear. The giant is meat for us, right? Right? He's bread. That He's bread for me. That giant should not have come in this path. He should be an obstacle somewhere else because being an obstacle where he is, he's doomed. We are obstacle overcomers. Amen? And He will keep us in perfect peace. We're not afraid. Why? Because we trust in Him. Hallelujah. Got anybody who wants to trust Him today? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You know, if we could just get rid of more and more of us, huh? where we do less and less thinking, Right? And we always see it as the eggs and never the salad. Salad dressing. Right? We'll always go. Why? Because it'll be important. Right? We've got to make the things of God important to us. Because if they're not important to us, we'll veer off the path. If they're too big for us, we'll veer off the path. We have to find reasons to stay. And our reason to stay is we trust Him. Amen? We trust Him that not only did He put us on this path and overcome that obstacle, at the end of this path, there's victory. And all through that path, you know what happens when you overcome an obstacle? That's victory. Right? You're not overcoming obstacles just to get to victory. You're having victories to get to victories. Amen? Our life is a series of victories. It started when we received Christ Jesus as Lord of our life. We won a victory right there over the devil, over death and hell. Right there, sin was abolished out of our life. In Jesus' name, he, we were clean. Amen? And it started a series of victories. And now we're walking through them. And as we stay on His path, this obstacle, go away. That mountain, be moved. Amen? body be healed glory to god a series of victories is what you're walking in when somebody says how you doing today say i'm I'm working on the next victory walking towards the next victory overcoming the next obstacle getting where i'm supposed to go in the name of jesus amen because that's what we're doing glory to god you got a song thank you lord i trust you